Welcome to Along the Way with Trudy Kathy White. Trudy is the daughter of Jeanette and Truett Kathy, founder of Chick-fil-A. And like her dad, she is a beloved leader, communicator, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, Trudy will share a heartwarming collection of true stories with lessons she's learned along the way and remind you that the legacy you'll leave then is the life you're living now. Here now is your host, Trudy Kathy White. Hi, friend. I'm so glad you've joined me for another episode of Along the Way. I'm Trudy, and today we're going to talk a little bit about neighbors. Now, there's a good chance that after spending so much more time at home over the last year and a half, perhaps it has brought you in more regular contact with your next-door neighbors. Just maybe you've moved up in your relationship with them from waving to now exchanging a few words. Maybe you've even shared a loaf of homemade banana bread with them. Who knows? Or perhaps even a prized roll of toilet paper at some point. I mean, we were all on a hunt for it, right? It's possible the sense of community that neighbors enjoyed in years past may have felt somewhat lost in these recent decades. So I hope you've taken the opportunity to connect with neighbors around you in the last 18 months. If our culture has learned anything, perhaps it's how much we need community and to be in relationship with others. That need for relationship reminds me of when John and I moved our family to Brazil. My helplessness and confusion at not being able to freely communicate with our neighbors overwhelmed me when we first moved into our neighborhood. We realized that the value of a friendly smile and a wave, I mean, these were great ways to communicate without having to use words. The street where we lived was sort of a playground for a lot of the neighborhood children. Hopscotch squares were painted on the street, and there was a cord hung between two trees across that functioned as a volleyball net. It was just a common sight to look out the window and see a lot of games in progress on the street. Several young girls lived next door, and our oldest daughter, Joy, had a lot of fun playing with them. They were fascinated by the fact that their new neighbor was fluent in a foreign language, English. One afternoon, Joy was outside playing with the neighborhood children when John noticed her run into the house. And then just as quickly as she came in, she bounced back out to her playmates with something in her hand. Curiously, he moved to the window to see what she had been so eager to grab. Standing among her friends, Joy was seen flipping through these pages of a little small pocket-sized Portuguese-English dictionary as if to decipher what in the world the other children were saying to her. At this point, she didn't know any Portuguese, but it didn't stop her from spending time with new friends. Seeing how hard she worked to understand them made Joy's young friends appreciate their new neighbor even more. Opportunity to share God's love with those around us, our neighbors, abounded in Brazil. In fact, hardly a week went by without children and adults coming to our gate asking for food to eat or cardboard boxes to use as floors in their homes. One day, as I drove up to the house, I saw six children in front of our home. They were in the process of opening our trash bag in search of something to eat. The Holy Spirit tugged at my heart and brought Matthew twenty-five thirty-seven to my mind. Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? Right here before me was the opportunity to serve my Savior by meeting the immediate physical needs of my neighbors. I had to practice the mental shift from seeing people in need to understanding that the Lord was presenting an opportunity for me to be generous to His children, young and old. 
But I've found it interesting that the Lord has just as often provided for our family to be on the receiving end of generous neighbors. Just next door, in the same Brazilian neighborhood, there lived a Hindu family who spoke fluent English. Wow, what a joy to easily communicate with another person. In our early days in Brazil, they were a wonderful help to us, truly a blessing. John became friends with the husband, and they often went for walks together in the evening around our neighborhood. One night, as they strolled together, the men were startled by an angry, charging dog, and just as the dog was about to tackle John from behind, the neighbor whipped off his belt and snapped the dog, scaring him away. Rather than looking out for his own welfare, after all, he could have just taken off running, our neighbor bravely put himself in harm's way, protecting John from the attack. He demonstrated neighborliness by watching someone else's back, literally. After moving back to the States, we lived in Richmond, Virginia for several years during John's tenure at the International Mission Board. I experienced bouts of loneliness in those early days living in a new town. Initially, I didn't know anyone living in Richmond and felt completely isolated. John's new work responsibilities included a good deal of travel, so I frequently found myself at home alone with the children. Not long after we had moved into our new home, our eldest son, John John, broke his leg, requiring John to carry our 13-year-old up and down the steep steps in our home from his room down to the kitchen. Just a few days later, John was about to travel out of town with work, leaving me at home with a son and his broken leg. Now, you can imagine my dilemma. I remember asking myself, how in the world am I going to get my son up those steps, let alone down? He was bigger than I was. The evening after John left, some friends dropped by for a visit, Maurice and Laurie Graham and their two sons, Peter and Aaron. Now, Maurice was the associate pastor at our new church home, Bonaire Baptist, and they had stopped by just to welcome us to the church. As they were preparing to leave, Maurice told me to call him if I needed anything. I looked over at John John on the couch, and I wondered if Maurice truly meant anything. Was asking your new pastor to carry your teenage son up the stairs beyond the call of pastoral care? Nevertheless, I summoned the courage to make my request, and without another word, Maurice and his sons whisked John John off the couch and up the stairs. You know, being a good neighbor sometimes involves a strong back and a willing spirit, but being a good neighbor always requires love of others above yourselves. Jesus taught us what it means to be a good neighbor. Listen to what it says in the Bible. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Did you notice in that that Jesus tells us loving our neighbor is equal in importance to loving God? He doesn't say the second is almost as important. No, Jesus says loving those around us, whether in our community, our neighborhood, or any other public place, is equally important to God as loving Him. How we love those made in the image of God reflects our love for Him. Maybe you could take some time today to reflect on a few closing questions. Does how you interact with your neighbors, 
both those who live near you and those you come in contact with away from your home, reflect your love for God? What about this question? When in your life did you have the opportunity to be kind and helpful to one of your neighbors? Or when did a neighbor help you? Your challenge today is to take the opportunity to share neighborly love to those you encounter, reflecting the heart of our Heavenly Father. I trust you'll put some action to what you've heard today, and I'm really hopeful that you'll join me again real soon. See you later, neighbor. That concludes our time together for today. To find out more about Trudy, visit TrudyCathyWhite.com or follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. By pondering the lessons in this podcast, you'll move one step closer to having your own meaningful collection of lessons you've learned along the way.